Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 25th of January, and it seems like just yesterday that I was doing this, as indeed it was. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This not be a long podcast tonight. Uh, I've been mulling a few things over, um, talking about uh, President Biden, and yesterday... During a press conference, he referred to the reporter from Fox News, Peter Ducey, as a stupid SOB. He didn't say SOB, of course. Um, of course, he said it after the press was already being escorted out. The media's cameras have been turned off. The only cameras that rolled it, that allowed the world to see... President Biden, as he is, really, was C-SPAN. Now, the reason I say that is because while they have worked very hard to craft this grandfatherly-like character that is Joe Biden, that is a complete falsehood of who he is and who he has ever been, by the way. People forget that it was Joe Biden that pushed the 93 crime bill through, which created the mandatory sentencing structure federally the way it is now. He says he regrets that, of course, but that's a hard thing for him to say, you know, because now he's trying to make up for all of his supporting the defund BS by saying he's always been on the side of law enforcement. But by, And, of course, you can point to the 93 crime bill, which, which uh, was one of the reasons that the Democrats lost the House of Representatives and the Senate in the 94 midterm elections. The crime bill, the gun, the gun portions of that, as well as Hillary Care, can all be pointed to. Again, it was a hard left charge by who, someone who had campaigned to be a moderate. Bill Clinton, much wiser than Barack Obama or Joe Biden, realized with the 94 wave of Republicans coming into the majorities in the House for the first time in 40 years, realized that he could not continue to govern with all this BS on the far left. Again, Joe Biden's not that smart. But if you go back to, there are plenty of instances, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, and Kamala Harris during the, Democrat primary debates pointed out that Joe Biden, had he had his way, um, there would not have been busing in San Francisco for her. How he was pals with the segregationist George Wallace and the Klansman, um, Senator Berg, Bird. Robert Byrd from West Virginia, Democrats Hall. 
but it gets better because if you want to look at the the very mean, vindictive, petty character that is President Biden. You go back to the Robert Bork hearings when he was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And there's a term for that now. It's called borking, where you do everything possible to trash a nominee. Working hand-in-hand with the complicit press. to turn what somebody was a a well-qualified jurist, Judge Bork, into some sort of monster. Of course, Joe Biden showed his racist roots in, as what Clarence Thomas referred to, the high-tech lynching of Clarence Thomas in the hearings for his confirmation. Now, what amazes me is Joe Biden ran for president in 1988 for the Democratic primary for the opportunity to to lose against George H.W. Bush. But he had to bow out of that one because of his consistent plagiarizing. Now, the reason I point this out is because he has done nothing but lie about his past for decades. What was one of the reasons that people were so much against Donald Trump? Because of the lies that he told. So you see, he's not really all that different. Of course, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was President Clinton's first uh, nominee to the court, he wanted to put another woman on the court. Britt Hume, then the ABC White House correspondent, uh, asked the first question in the Rose Garden introduction of Ruth Ginsburg as his nominee and he asked the question simply aren't you only nominating her because she's a woman Bill Clinton not only did not answer that question but he turned beet red and stormed away Britt Hume was fired from ABC became the legend that he is now over on Fox But during Ruth Ginsburg's hearings, the chairman, Joe, told her, you do not have to answer any questions about how you might rule or your thoughts or this or that or the other. Which he should know because he was the one that really invented the borking process And the last thing that he wanted was for the Republicans to bork Ginsburg. And it's because of Joe Biden, by the way, that no judge 
will ever answer a question about really anything of substance in confirmation hearings again. Because Judge Bork made the Democrats look stupid with his answers, but his answers were turned around by the complicit press to turn him into some sort of a monster. Joe Biden is a mean, nasty man. Just because he doesn't twit or tweet all sorts of uh, stuff, lies, if you will, doesn't mean he doesn't speak the lies. He talks about being arrested in the Civil Rights Movement, which he never was. He talks about graduating at the top of his class at law school when he was at the bottom of the class. Now he's all but talked uh, Russia into invading Ukraine. And again, you have to know that China is looking across the Strait of Taiwan. Speaking of China, coming up next month, NBC is proud to to produce the communist Chinese Communist Party's propaganda that is the Winter Olympics. Now, NBC is not letting its announcers go to China because of COVID. So they will be covering the events by seeing the same feed as your eye, not live there, live in their studio. I don't have a problem with that, but if if COVID is that big of a risk that they can't take a chance of their media people being there, why are our athletes going? Why are we giving China this great world stage when everyone knows the horrors that go on there. Except for what we don't know, of course, which is the horrors of how bad the COVID virus whipped through China. We don't know how many people actually died. We'll never know that. Just like we'll never know whether or not the, the virus actually originated in a lab, which... Uh, seemed very likely. In fact, there's people that say otherwise tend to get kicked off of these panels, similar to the two virologists who were kicked off, who were not invited to the FDA's approval of administering the vaccine to younger and younger children. They didn't want any dissent in that, and so they kicked the experts off the panel. Now we know, of course, that masks, uh, cloth masks in particular, are of absolute no consequence to the virus. We know that vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're still likely to get Omicron. What's funny, of course, is seeing progressives 
who are triple vaxxed, who wear masks everywhere, who isolate except for when they absolutely cannot. Watch them come unhinged when they test positive. Because somehow they believed the science that a piece of cloth that will let rain through will protect you from the virus. It's time for the power grab to end. And I'll be right back. And we're back here at the Lib. For the record, I got my uh, booster shot today. First one. And so now I should be... Uh, if they decide to change the definition of fully vaccinated to mean that you also have had the prerequisite number of boosters based on when you got the shots, then I am fully vaccinated. For the record also, uh, when I go into a business or other locale and they request that I wear a mask, I do. I don't complain about it. I just do. Where masks are required is a little bit different thing, and we're going to get we're going to start getting into a little bit of a subject that I've been talking about with my compatriot over at the View from the Rim. Is choice and consequences. You know, I went to the post office to buy some stamps the other day. And there's a sign that says mask is required. And yet the person in front of me wasn't wearing a mask. And so I asked the, the clerk about that. And they said, well, we can't make them. And I said, then they're not required. Well, yeah, they are required. I said, no. Because if they are required, you can make them. What's the penalty for not wearing a mask? No answer. That's the problem with laws today. They're selectively enforced. Now, I disagree with there being a requirement, certainly from the federal government, and I would also include from the state, either to mask or to not mask. I believe that a state legislature and a governor does not have that authority to dictate to a school district, for example. It should be up to the school district what they do. But I was talking uh, amongst myself. We had a, a lesson at church on Sunday. And I'm reminded then, as I am now, of the fact that, that when we are contentious one with another, the Spirit of the Lord does not dwell with us. Now, of course, uh, this is the lib. We don't do necessarily the spiritual uh, cast here. However, to be consistent, I find myself asking the question of, am I being contentious by doing this podcast when I will turn around and I will go do the other podcast over on The View from the Rim and talk about... Uh, things of a more spiritual nature. 
And I will be honest that I try to be as minimal contention as possible when I'm doing the lib. But I also know that 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 there's no way that you can keep partisanship out of anything. I mean, I, I dump on Biden, but in reality, I'm going to dump on Trump and the Republicans as well. You know, they've spent us into oblivion. The only way back is pain. Particularly for those who have a large amount of outstanding credit card debt. Particularly for those who have adjustable rate mortgages. Particularly for those who are trying to find housing and there's no housing to be found because they can't keep up. For whatever reason. And if that pain wasn't bad enough, which it is, you also have the pain coming of Social Security and Medicare going broke and the automatic reduction in payouts for those programs. We choose to be who we are. It's like I said, if, if a business or other establishment, for example, our, our local church has asked that when we attend, we wear masks. It's, it's not mandated because someone who has to be commanded in all things is a slothful and unworthy servant. But if a business or other establishment requests that we wear a mask, I gladly do so. They have a right to dictate their policies. I choose to do that. It's what it means to be an American, is to be able to choose your path forward. And, equally important, to accept the consequences of that path. For example, one of the things that I continually hear on Fox News when I watch it, is you've got the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, comes on. And he talks about how cancel culture has hurt himself and my pillow. I say, well, that's part of the market, right? When you go out on the limb like Mike Lindell did with the Trump was cheated out of winning the election. When you go that far out, you should accept, expect repercussions for what you do. Now, this is very unusual because, in reality, our society works very hard to have people avoid those repercussions or consequences for their actions. 
Now, of course, you can't really in the long term because everything has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Newton's law. Well, it's the same with, with your actions. It's the same with the actions of the government. You know, CNN, their financial experts are saying, well, we need price controls. And all I would say is, you think the supply problems are bad now? Tell businesses facing ridiculous increases in gasoline prices and heating oil prices that they can't raise their money at the wholesale or retail levels or raise their prices on the wholesale or retail levels. Price of gasoline, it's tied to one thing, Biden's ridiculous policies at the beginning of his term in shutting down American energy independence. His polling numbers are down, so guess what? The chances are there's probably a war looming on our, on our horizon. Well, there is one. It's whether we choose, hopefully we choose not to. I've learned my lesson. Have you? Which brings us back to the media excusing President Biden and his referring to Peter Ducey as a stupid SOB. Now, the president called him, said it's nothing personal, but I would say to you, in that environment, if I were Peter Ducey, I would have said, with all due respect, Mr. President, you using that term, throwing that term at me, is extremely personal. And the president did not apologize because that's the meanness and smallness of Joe Biden's character. The question was on topic about helping out middle and lower income families. Because inflation is hurting them more than it's hurting anybody else. When you're on a fixed income like Social Security and your cost of living increase doesn't even keep up with inflation. You're hurting. So my question is this. Is the lib too contentious? What are your thoughts on that? I know I make some very bold statements. Taxation is theft, it is. Cartels are running the borders, not us. That's true also. And the Joe Biden that won the Democratic primary is probably the only candidate in history that ran away from the base of the party 
during the prime or ran away from the base of the party during the primaries and then ran towards the base for the general. Usually, the Nixon strategy was you run right because he was a Republican, hardly conservative. You run right to the primaries because that's the base that's going to get you into the general election. And then you run back to the middle. Joe Biden did not run in the middle as a candidate. But because he was did so little actual campaigning, people just took him to be the old law and order Joe. They didn't realize he was somebody that was tied to all this progressive nonsense will he learn I doubt it and I'm wondering if the Washington Post had a pretty good hit piece on him uh, Chuck Todd on MSNBC and NBC pretty much said that it was a disastrous year that the Democrats are going to be shellacked in the polls they are well Republicans have always shown an ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. So who knows? Anyway, let me know your thoughts. Too contentious? It's Snake River Lib. Have a good night.